this Belgian Grand Prix betting picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast. Here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Si, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And somewhere on some track, Mac Verstappen is still leading, probably extending that lead to about four or five days at this point. Uh, Cody, I, I'm listen... So every week we come on, every week we say we're going to recap the race, but there's really just one outcome. It's Max wins the race, everybody else is not, and good night, everybody. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, but, but, Rod, all of the excitement throughout the field, yes. all of the other battles, yes. all of a sudden McLaren is putting themselves in conversation with the big teams. Alonzo, who? Slipping You're not back. hearing from him anymore. It's just, it's crazy how things have changed. Um, oh man, we, we were right and wrong at the same time on Lewis Hamilton this week. He, he hit everything we didn't bet on and didn't hit everything we bet on. Oh man. But, uh, it was, man, no, it was still an exciting weekend. Sure. Max wins by 33 seconds. That's just the normal at this point, right? It's, uh, it's all about the battle from, from second to 12th at this point. <laughs> I love, I love that Lando is always, I mean, he's so enthusiastic every time people talk to him, but he's like, you know, I would win if Max got injured. And that, that's basically the, <laughs> how the rest of the field feels oh, at this point. Yeah, that's how everybody feels, right? I mean, you <laughs> don't have a chance to win. Imagine all the guys who could be winning. How many different guys have finished second this year? Like all the different guys who could win without Max, but hey, there is still, uh, you know, the podium finishes and luckily all these other ways to bet on it. So, Keeps everything else exciting, even when uh, when Max just owns the place. <laughs> it does. But you brought up McLaren, which is a fantastic story. A lot like Aston Martin was early in the season, right? Where, yeah. you know, we were like, oh, Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso actually looking fast. And obviously Alonso with that string of podium finishes. Whatever the upgrade that Aston Martin did was fantastic. But now they've fallen off. And whatever upgrades McLaren has done, I want to know if they're going to be able to sustain yeah. that pace. Yeah, and that's going to be the interesting thing, right? Because Aston Martin, it, it was amazing to start the season, and Alonso was right up there each and every week. And then it's been multiple races since we've really heard from him. Stroll was kind of so-so the whole time anyways. But yeah, I mean, these both the McLarens are, I mean, Norris again on the podium, Piastri again in the top five, like having very, very good runs. It's been really impressive to see. Uh, I did see Red Bull is out of, they uh, with the the penalties they got for going over the cap, they are out of the budget or uh, they're out of upgrade money basically for this season. So I don't know if that's a good thing. They can't upgrade anymore this year. 
but does that mean they're already going to focus on 2024? Because that might be the bad part of this, right? <laughs> How much higher than a thousand can you get when a thousand is the yeah. max? It's just, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like they're like upgrading. Okay, you can't upgrade for the rest of the year. Oh, I'm sorry. Does that mean I can only win by 20 seconds now? What yeah. What does that mean to so, Red Bull? But again, you know, we got all the rest of the battles. Luckily, and the that's what keeps it exciting. It does. And what keeps it exciting, too, is, look, while Red Bull continues to dominate, I mean, we talked last year about Ferrari nipping at their heels and what happened to Mercedes and why is Mercedes sort of falling back. And now it's like Mercedes is right up in the mix again and Ferrari's falling back. So the big three in and of themselves continue to have drama within themselves. Yeah, and they're not really the big three anymore. I mean, Aston Martin had pushed their way in there for a little while. Now McLaren's pushed their way in there, and it's not. It's we're going to talk about Ferrari actually at one of our bets upcoming, and and I'm going to make a case for them, but in a different way. Like overall, they've been extremely disappointing this season, and just not being up, battling for the podiums or anything like that. And I think that's going to help out this bet that I found because it's it's diminished their price despite what the numbers actually tell you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting season, a lot of fun to follow along. And, and uh, I hate it, Rod. We've got this race, this coming weekend, obviously the Belgian Grand Prix. We have to take almost an entire month off before we go to the Netherlands. But uh, then we'll have a nice little stretch to, to finish out the season there, kind of. Schedule makers, you guys got to schedule some more races in between there. But uh, this is a sprint weekend, so they're going to end it with a sprint. So obviously there's a sprint shootout. Then the sprint, and then, of course, all of the normal qualifying that goes along with it. So, obviously, that means that there's less uh, free practices for you to to get in there. Uh, but, I mean, still, there's plenty to, to bet on. In fact, you can bet on the sprint, which is uh, – I've got a couple of bets on the sprint because I feel like there's some good, good value in that sprint. So uh, – yeah. An important note, too. Make sure you pay attention to what you're betting on because oh, yeah. I had one selected – and then I looked again, and I'm like, oh, that's for the sprint, not the race. And then I had to change my mind on how I wanted to play it. So, yeah, make sure you're, you're watching because it's it can be close to where you, you think you're betting on the race and you're betting on the sprint, or you think you're sprint, betting on the sprint, you're betting on the race. So, you know, just a, a word of caution from, from experience. <laughs> yeah, pay attention <laughs> to what you're betting on. Uh, so let, let's lay out the schedule then for you. Uh, on the 28th of July, it will be the free practice one. So early morning on Friday for those of you here on the uh, West Coast, a little bit later in the uh, in the morning for you on the East Coast. And then qualifying is after that, shortly thereafter, about an hour and a half to two hours after that. Then the sprint shootout on the 29th, the sprint on the 29th as well, and then the race on the 30th. So again, there's only that one free practice. There's no free practice two, free practice three. <clears throat> it goes practice, qualifying, sprint, shootout, sprint, and then the race. So pay attention to that. So there was the uh, Hungarian Grand Prix last week. We will break that down. But I want to take a second to tell you about our brand new Patreon. That's right. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. You get tons of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for you, our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show, highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. You don't want to miss out on Sean and Ryan's uh, most. They're already uncensored. I can only imagine what the uncensored version of their uncensored show is like. It's like getting Howard Stern 102, right? The no-holds-barred Howard Stern channel. That's what you get inside the SGP Patreon. You don't want to miss out. 
Plus, there's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. Find it all right now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Cody, I love how you slipped into our uh, our, our chat earlier and said, uh, is the Patreon an exclusive uh, thing for <laughs> listeners or can we get in on I'm- it too? I mean, you know, it's a couple of things. First of all, I, you know, would like the employee perk because I think that'd be nice. Second of all, I'm a D-Gen, so one way or the other, I got to get into there. So uh, <laughs> we'll see whether they haven't answered my answered my question yet. But I've been waiting for someone else to ask it, and uh, I figured eventually I'd, I would just be that guy. <laughs> Listen, nobody wants to get into a place worse than when the velvet rope goes up. That's all of it. I mean, you could not want to go to a single place ever in your life. The second they throw that velvet rope up there, everybody wants in. So this is it. This is the velvet rope. The Patreon is the velvet rope we all want in. True. I'm going to I'm gonna find my way in there one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, all right. Like we said, it was the Hungarian Grand Prix last week. It was a predictable finish. Max Verstappen wins by 33 seconds. Cody... There was, I, there was like two or three laps there that we were wondering when Max was going to pick up the pace because it wasn't 33 seconds. It, all of a sudden, you look up at the end of the race, and it was 33 seconds. So at what point did he decide, hey, the gas pedal has a little more room to push? Yeah, I guess. I, I was kind of in and out. I was uh, headed over to, to Iowa Speedway. Obviously, we talked earlier in the week. I was there for the IndyCar races, so I'd watched part of it, then I was kind of driving and listening. And I was trying to pay attention while I was getting getting checked in and, and getting into the track. But yeah, it wasn't, I mean, and to go back to qualifying, right? Lewis actually ends up on the pole. And so it's like, oh, you know, Max is still second. So, you know, it's only a matter of time, right? But he jumped on him really quickly. Uh, you thought, you know, we had talked about Lewis so much last week and this was his place. Like maybe he was going to get it done. And then obviously Max just takes it. But yeah, he didn't necessarily run away right away. But uh, obviously in the end, does uh does does he's like one of those you know a cat that just plays with its food and it's like okay just just it's dead already (laughs) (laughs) and what's crazy too is like like you said it was just sort of like uh, ho-hum and then when it came time to him being able or needing to pit that's when he was like oh well i suppose i need to open up uh, a large enough gap to where i'm not going to lose too much time and then all of a sudden you saw that time expanding as the laps go went on and then it was like a safe 27 28 second lead and then it was then he pits right and then that gets dropped back down again and then it kind of hovers a little bit and then toward the end it's back up to 33 seconds it's like dude i mean and then he complains he's like oh yeah the tires are going away i can't i can't do this i'm like shut up max like that's like somebody with a billion dollars complaining that their electric bill is 200 dollars a month it's like yeah get out of here pretty yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty good uh pretty good comparison Rod. thank you thank you i like that i i only say that because uh you know i wish i had a billion dollars to complain about a 200 dollar bill but uh all right yeah we did make Boy, some bets. problems that would cause <laughs> yeah right rich people's problems uh all right we did we did make some bets on this we did cash a couple of bets on this so cody let's recap this hungarian grand prix let's recap this hungarian grand prix rod um first up for me i had lewis to be on the podium plus 120 boy after qualifying that looked like a hell of a bet the odds were no longer that before the race let me tell you that um obviously he comes out qualifies on the pole and it's like okay here we go another podium at this track where he's so freaking good at 
And then, yeah, not so much. He finishes, ended up recovering for fourth, but I think he had dropped back to fifth or sixth at one point. Uh, but yeah, falls, ends up two seconds behind uh, Perez. Unfortunately, he doesn't catch him. It, it did look like at the end, maybe he was going to run him down a little bit, kind of gave you a sweat. But uh, for as good as this one had seemed after he qualified on the pole, and you figure, okay, he's in in really good position to, you know, Max probably going to beat him likely, right, still, but at least he's going to end up on the podium. Unfortunately, finishes fifth, so this, or fourth, rather, but this one does not cash. And the start of that race, you you probably already should have known that that was just, it wasn't in the cards for him, not just for the win, because when Max jumps out to the lead, I mean, listen, when you lead as many laps as, as he's led in his life, then you're not scared of anybody when you jump out to the lead, so... Um, that was a little tough. You're right. And then, and then pit strategy went into this as well, where, you know, Hamilton himself was like, I, I don't even know what you did. Why did you pull me in? You know, it's just a matter of, yeah. And then the tire strategy, he seems to disagree a lot with the pit strategy. Yeah. He's not very thrilled <laughs> about the whole thing, but, uh, yeah, well, I had him to have the fastest time in practice one 16 to one. Well, if he could have gotten out on the on the track he may have gotten it down because there was no lap time for Hamilton because of the weather so we got gypped out of that one and I, I don't know if you placed that bet if it got voided or not I hope yeah it hopefully did. it got I hadn't I wasn't in Iowa yet when that took place so I hadn't been able to man so nice being in a legal betting state this weekend Rod gosh it's just it's such a difference when you can just at any point be like oh I want to bet on that and you pull up your phone and you just bet on it instead of having to make to a plan track. and make a trip and catch things at the right time when everything's up and or or deal with the limited options you're stuck with in other cases and but uh yeah unfortunately obviously he didn't get out uh so i would imagine it got refunded but again we know how these books can be so if it if it did get counted as a loser make sure you contact support at least like hey you didn't even get a chance you know probably you might win the argument. You might get some credit or something. I think someone in the Discord mentioned they got some credit, maybe. But uh, I feel like we got rooked, though, man. I feel like we could have had a sixteen but, to one on that yeah. one. Yeah, that's like what really sucks it. is like the speed he showed in qualifying, and there, like he probably could have showed that in practice too. And then you hit a sixteen to one, and who didn't Russell end up being? Or yeah, no, was Ru it? I think Russell yeah. was the one in fastest to practice one. Yep, it was the wrong yeah, Mercedes. It was. So yeah, so it was a Mercedes, right? So he would have got it done. That's unfortunate that we didn't get a chance to see it. Um, Although I, I will say, cars. I, I'll say this though. I'm sorry. Just before you, real quick. Uh, no, you go. Russell Mercedes was the first. Then Piastri in a McLaren Mercedes was second. Lance Stroll in an Aston Martin Mercedes was third. And then Lando in a McLaren Mercedes was fourth. <laughs> Stroll in a so literally just to add insult to injury, all of the top it five cars had Mercedes. Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, oh boy, that's rough. Right. I did. Uh, I had both cars for McLaren to finish in the points, minus 120. This one ended up being a pretty easy one. Again, we talked about it. Norris ends up second. Piastri ends up in fifth. So another great day by them. I would actually be, I'm going to look that up. I'm interested to see what their number is uh, this week because I guarantee the way that they've been running, uh, it's probably nowhere close to that. So I'm going to pull up. Oops, that's a podium. Both cars points finish. McLaren is the second favorite to Red Bull now, minus 300. So hopefully you got in on that last week when we still got a good number on it. Um, but yeah, with the way they've been running, I mean, it's it's a, it's crazy how much their odds have uh, drastically jumped up. 
Yes, indeed. Uh, all right. Well, I had Esteban Ocon as a top six finisher. And at the end of FP2, I was a little encouraged because he did have the fifth fastest lap in that rate or in that practice. But then he ends up qualifying 12th, comes off on the grid in 12th. And I thought, well, okay, he's got the speed, I suppose, to Alpine hasn't been that bad. They can find their way up six spots, maybe pull some strategy and, and get in there. Uh, two laps into the race, Esteban Ocon does not finish. We do not get, uh, he's not qualified, and, uh, and we don't even get this bet whatsoever. We don't even get to see if he had the speed to be able to do it. <sighs> Both Alpines actually did not finish this race. Alcon or yeah, Gasly. I mean, and they got, wrecked each yeah, other. They- Got wrecked each other, yeah, and about took Ricardo out in the process. I'm like, no, don't, don't take Danny out this early. Yeah, just a rough start. And uh, looking back, I don't think it was their fault. I can't, man, I can't remember who it was. Somebody, somebody checked up, I think, and and then just they kind of drove into each other. And but yeah, rough, rough way to start. It's been a couple of rough weeks for them. They had had been uh, similar to Aston Martin, running well. Not that not running that well, but had had quite a few races running well. Been a couple of races of of the opposite now lately for them, so uh, that's been a little unfortunate. I had Danny Ricardo to get that points finish again. I was trying to ride the storyline plus two hundred. Like I said, got a little bit of damage in that first corner incident between the Alpines. Uh, recovered decently though. Ends up with where end up thirteenth. So uh, not a horrible day by any means for Ricardo uh, for it being his first race in the season for him to have a nice decent finish not that far out of the points um i think that uh it's a it's a promising sign for what he's going to do the rest of the season again it's still an alpha tory so you got to keep your expectations somewhat somewhat tapered but uh don't worry rod i found a way to be back on him again this week yeah you did and knocked mine out in the process because i was going to take exactly the one you did so uh (laughs) kudos to you but no it is encouraging especially for alpha tory because they need that boost they needed somebody devries as much as they, a lot of people were like, I oh, should have given him a longer leash. Yeah, but the trajectory that you're on, you might as well go ahead. And, if you're not going to stick with DeVries, then go ahead and bring Ricardo in. He's a known he's a known quantity. He knows he can run well, and and he proved it. I mean, he salvaged a good day. He, he was mired back in the back for a while after that uh, Alpine dust up, but found his way to 13th. And who knows, man? I mean, different pit strategy. He could have found his way into the points finish. So. Good for Danny yeah. Rick. Love it. I had Red Bull as the fastest pit stop because auto bet. Dude, they annihilated under two seconds, 1.98 seconds, the fastest pit stop this season. So not only did they cash this bet, but they cashed it with an exclamation point. And once again, Cody, it was Sergio Perez who was the beneficiary <laughs> of that. It's pit always stop. Sergio Perez. It My is. goodness. What a blazing stop. And that was actually. Uh, who did that get him out? Did that get him out ahead of of uh, Lewis, or was it? It did. It got him out. It yeah, got him out right the one ahead. That got yep. him out ahead. Yeah. So as that cashed, I knew that was my Lewis podium not cashing. So I was sad as I as I saw that bet cashing for you. Well, no, it might have. I think it might have gotten him out, <laughs> out that, in front of Piastri, and then that's and then yeah, because Hamilton passed him yeah. out that. Yep. Yeah. So because Piastri you. was third yeah. at the time. Uh, yeah, but either way, man, just blazing fucking fellas, so fast that crew is just the best in the in the you know in the series like they are absolutely amazing um i had a couple bets in this last box here total classified finishers over 18 plus 175 uh you know again it's hard to do when 
teammates take each other out on the first freaking lap. It's true. We did end up with 18 classified finishers, so that one should have pushed and at least not not cashed for you. Um, also, had Lewis to win 16 to one after he qualifies fastest. I mean, again, worth having that shot, right? Because once he qualifies fastest, he's down to like plus 300. You're not getting a 16 to one. That's why if you're ever taking guys at long shot numbers, you got to do it early in the week before we see the speed because F1 more so than any other motorsports, the numbers move drastically based on how a guy looks mostly in qualifying and where he's going to end up starting on the grid because as we know, track position is very, very important in F1. Um, and so it, it shifts massively. So I was happy to get it. Of course, you t you place that bet knowing Max is probably going to win, right? And that's what happens. But in case Max doesn't win, eventually he's not going to win. Uh, and when it happens, you want to have that type of insurance. So that was great. Uh, we had talked about making it a show play of Lewis to win the poll and the race. 65 to 1. Well, he won the poll, Rod. And then, uh, of course, didn't win the race. But, man, we would have had... Ooh, if, can you imagine if Lewis would have uh, would have won this race? We'd have been swimming big this week. Uh, so, again, I think we were on the right side of that. We also had given him out 14 to 1 fastest lap. Surprise, Verstappen ends up with the fastest lap. Again, to be expected, you're just trying to hit some of these longer shots because even though Max might be the F1 god of the time, <laughs> it's gonna the racing gods will catch up with him if, if possible because he's pretty far ahead of them. But uh, they'll catch up with him eventually, and and some something is going to hit besides Max at some point. That's that's why you take these long shots. But it, like any long shot, you go into it expecting to lose, and and when it hits, we're gonna be happy as hell and. You know, more times than not, they're not going to hit and, and to be expected. But uh, we nailed it as far as Lewis showing up, being fast here. Unfortunately, the results weren't necessarily there. But, uh, man, we should have just bet him outright to win the poll, I guess. <laughs> hey, and listen, I know, right? And listen, it goes to show. That's the only one we didn't bet was him to right, win the Right, that's the only Lewis bet we didn't give out. <laughs> like, the only official one. Yeah, we parlayed it, but we didn't give it out officially. Um, yeah, and that just goes to show that the research can be solid, but we're not the ones driving the cars. So uh, you're all out there, and, and it's up to them. Uh, but I did give out Max to win and have the fastest lap at minus 150. That one hit because, and that was a scary one too, because at, at some point Max did not have the fastest lap. And I looked up and all of a sudden that purple clock was on him uh, and he wasn't even on new tires. That's the thing about Max. Like he was on, I don't know how old his tires were. They had to at least be like 10 laps old. It could be on Fred Flintstone's tires. Literally could be like <laughs> pedaling along with his feet and still throw the fastest lap down. But that's what happened. And the purple clock was by him and he won the race. And thank God for that because... I'd have been pissed if he didn't have the fastest lap in that race. Yep. He'd have been pissed if he didn't have the fastest lap in that race. Yeah. And that's, again, that's how you do it, right? You take Max away, you take him to do the fastest lap. That's kind of your bigger bet. Then you have those insurances out there. So if Lewis ends up with the fastest lap, sure, you didn't hit that, but you got a 16 to 1 instead. And that's just the game you're playing. And then in this current time with how things are right now in F1, that's the game you got to play. And, and that's how we're, we're approaching it. And it's, hey, it's paid off for us multiple times. We hit a Lewis 33 to one fastest lap last year. We've hit some other big long shots as well along the way. So, uh, yeah, just gonna gonna keep it up. It's a it's a solid strategy, and Max can't always do it all. I say with a lot of uh, faith. Feels <laughs> like 19 other drivers out there have the same philosophy. Well, you just got to go out and run because you never know when Max is gonna stop. So, 
We'll right. go there. Uh, <laughs> all right. We do have the Belgian Grand Prix to break down for you, but I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy first. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and available in a ton of markets. Plus, there's plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB and, as we know now, NASCAR contests. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. Go head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, again, it is the Belgian Grand Prix, the Circuit de Spa Francochamps. You like that. I, I, I learned how to say that just for you, Cody. You nailed it. Dang, that was pretty good. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. There will be 44 circuits around this this course. It is a pretty long one. It is actually 7 uh, kilometers long, which is 4.35 miles for a race length of 191, which is crazy because obviously the length of, of the race, 191, is about the same as every other race out there, right? But this is a four-mile, just almost four-and-a-half-mile track which is a, a huge difference between the two-and-a-half, you know, even three-mile track that we've seen. It's a very long track. This one looks like a um, uh, a space Ooh, phaser. Uh, a okay, space phaser. yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to go with, like, a glue gun. Glue gun works, like the, too. The craft, the craft uh, you know, little glue gun that, that your wife has. I think that's that's what I was seeing. But I like the space laser thing, too. That's a... It's a good description. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it looks like both, and I, and glue gun definitely works as well. Uh, turns eleven through seventeen are the handle, right? And then from seventeen to three is the point of the glue gun, and then the part where you load the the glue is from four to four to eleven. We'll give it so that's that's what the track looks like. Two DRS zones in this, and those DRS zones are pretty close together. There, what would be the tip? of that glue gun you normally see them spread out a little bit but um it, it's really bunched in there and the very big hairpin at one so you start to start finish line and then you head right into a very very tight turn in one into sort of a sweeping two three four and then a pretty decent straightaway between four and five before you start getting into the twists and turns of the back part of the glue gun and the handle but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of straight line speed in that back stretch so, I mean, does, that's going to be Red Bull's Red Bull's bread and butter right there. Yeah, that's uh, and again, you know, it doesn't need to be said, but Max is is probably going to win this one by a lot. It's uh, there's a lot of just open speed here, and yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun one from second through twentieth. Uh, but uh, you know, Max is probably probably going to run away with it, but that's okay, Rod, because we can still place a lot of bets built around that. And, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the field, we sure can. Uh, and listen, so if you want, if you want sort of a, even more on how long this track actually is. So we were talking what one fifteen, one sixteen, somewhere in that for, for some of these track records, Valtteri Botas has the track record here. 2018, he turned a lap of one minute, 46 seconds. That is an eternity. Well, I'm sorry, 0.286. But yeah, it's a long time to get around the track. <laughs> that is a long time to get around a track, especially in uh, um, in F1 terms. So, yes, we are, like I said, going to be witnessing uh, probably another Max Verstappen win. But that doesn't mean we can't figure out a way 
to actually uh, win this. And of course, we say that because Max Verstappen does claim uh, Belgian as part of his heritage, which means this is a home track for him. It is. That's, uh, that's how that works. All right, Rod, you ready to get into the bets? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to start off. Ferrari, I know we just got done talking shit about him, but <laughs> a double points finish for Ferrari is minus 136. For comparison, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, McLaren is, my, is minus 300 this week. Red Bull's like minus four or minus 500, somewhere in that range. Um, all of the, the big three other ones, right? So at this point, that would be Red Bull, McLaren, and Mercedes are all minus 300 or more. But Ferrari hanging out here at minus 136. You're not paying a ton of juice. This one's over on bet 365. For, I know it seems like Ferrari's having a bad season, but they're still consistently finishing inside the points. In the last four races, they finished uh, with double points finishes. So you go back to last week, they were 7th and 8th. Go back to the British GP, 9th and 10th. Again, it ain't pretty, but it's inside the points. 2nd um, and 6th at Austria. You go back to Canada, they were 4th and 5th. Spain, five races ago, they were fifth and 11th. So just one spot out of the points there. Sixth and eighth at Monaco, they got it again. Fifth and seventh at the USGP. Third and fifth at Baku. Sixth and seventh at Saudi. Uh, Australia is the only race this season where neither one finished in the points. And then you have to go all the way back to Bahrain where uh, Shaw got taken out early. Wasn't even classified. Um, but other than that, like they have been inside the points not been a lot of podiums, not been a lot of, you know, first or seconds, obviously no first because the only Red Bulls won the first, but, uh, but they're consistently still getting both cars inside the points. Again, it's disappointing on the surface. And so you're thinking, oh, I don't want to bet on Ferrari. It's just gross. You can't trust them. But really the numbers kind of point to, you can trust them not to be great, not to be super good, but to be good enough to be in the points range. Um, and so I think that Ferrari can get that double point finish. And I think at minus 136, again, a slightly juiced up, but that's not really juiced up very much, especially for, for a bet that's been as consistent this season as this one is. Um, so, yeah, give me the Ferrari double points finish, minus 136 over on bet 365. I'll see your double points finish and add another layer on top of that. And this is for the sprint race. Ferrari double points in the sprint race is actually at plus 225 over on bet 365. So if you think they're going to finish in the points in the main race, I think they're going to finish in the points in the sprint race. Everything Cody had said, but also you can tack onto this on this track in itself. You got to go all the way back to the 2018 season for the last time. Well, I'm sorry, 2020 was the last time that the Ferraris of Sainz and uh, Leclerc haven't finished inside the points. But uh, 2019 was the, the time before that, or 2018 rather was the time before that when they didn't. In 2019, Leclerc and Vettel actually did uh, a double points finish here. And uh, like I said, they've done it for the last, what, five years now, four or five years, uh, and three out of the last four. So it stands to reason that they're going to be a points finisher even in this sprint race. I know sprint races are different. I know that they're not necessarily as obviously long as the main events, but that usually does that lend might be itself. better for Ferrari. And that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. It actually might work in their favor because it gives them less laps to just screw everything up. And obviously pit strategy is a lot different too. You're not coming out. You probably aren't coming out on hard tires. You probably aren't trying to play a whole different strategy than the rest of the field. You just want to get to the end. So, you know, you throw some mediums on, throw some softs on, I don't know, whatever you want to do, but uh, it tends to lend itself well toward Ferrari. But at plus money, man, at plus 225 for both of them to get points uh, in, in the sprint race, 
I'll take it. Uh, they they did that earlier in the year as well uh, in their sprint race in. Hold on, let me go back to the sprint race. Um, ah, damn it, I lost it. Uh, anyways, but they've they've done it already in a sprint race once, so I, I think they can do it again this year. As bad as they've been, it's still not necessarily time to completely bail on um, on Ferrari yet. So uh, in Austria, they finished. Uh, they did not finish double points in Austria, but they did the sprint before that. So um, we'll we'll just say that they did it. So <laughs> yeah, and Signs was third in that one. Um, the one thing to note on the points is it is only the top eight in the sprint instead of the top ten. So that's true. It is it's that still... that slightly different, uh, or you know, two less spots, but still, I think a plus two twenty five. I mean, I made the argument for them to finish. You know, only are only adding two more spots. I made the argument all the way at minus one thirty six. So yeah. plus two twenty five. I do think that that is uh, is a great price for them. And again, they've been pretty consistent overall here. So I, I think that uh, that taking them at that price is a good one. I'm going to go back on the Daniel Ricardo train rod plus 400 this week to get into the points. It's double the price it was last week after he had a pretty decent showing, finished 13th after getting that damage early, getting caught up with those Alpines and getting bumped. I love it. Um, again, to go back and, and look again, Yuki Sonoda, uh, five of the 11 races so far this season has finished 11th or better. Again, love Yuki, but Daniel Ricardo is, is Daniel Ricardo, right? You put him in the same equipment. Now he's got that one race down. It was a decent race. He didn't do too bad. Um, he finished fourth place here in 2021. Now there's a big asterisk on that because that was a race where they ran two laps behind the safety car and called an official race. But that means he qualified well, got himself in, in position, right? And, and so he still gets credit for that. But he also did finish fourth here in 2020 as well. So um, obviously not in Alpha Tories, but he is capable as a driver. Um, and again, I, I just continue to expect him to have a pretty decent showing, especially for the equipment that he's in. It's taking a really good driver, putting him in, in poorer equipment and, you know, watching them bring the level of that up. Right. So at plus 400, four to one on bet 365 for him to just get in the points. I like that for Ricardo this week. Yeah, I love that number. That's in fact, that's why I gravitated toward it. And that's why when I got there, you already had it. And I was like, thank God it got into the show. Uh, because I, I doubled down on this one for you as well. Um, Azerbaijan, that was the one I was thinking of. Uh, sorry, guys. I, just like I said, you guys know by now that there's a gazillion tabs open in my head and on my computer. So sometimes clicking through them is not always readily accessible. So uh, in Azerbaijan, that sprint, Leclerc finished second. Science finished fifth. So that was the last one. So let's continue on that sprint motif where we'll talk about uh, a winning margin in that. I'm going to say the winning margin in the sprint race is over eight seconds. This is at plus 175 on 365, which you'll say to me, Rod, a shorter race does not necessarily lend itself. What, a 17 race doesn't lend itself to more than an eight-second lead, which you're right because Sergio Perez only won by four seconds in that sprint at Azerbaijan. But when Max Verstappen won again in Austria in that sprint, he won by 21 seconds. It didn't matter that that race was only 24 laps long. He still stretched out to a 21-second lead. So if Max is going to win this sprint race, like he probably will, Max doesn't win by by thin margins anymore. It just seems to me that like it doesn't matter what it is. Max just continues to win races by a freaking ton. So I'm, I'm not scared of this at all. Uh, so I, you got to think that he's going to win this race and he's going to win it 
by a large margin, even if that large margin means like 10 seconds on this track or 21 seconds at this track. Like Cody said, he won by 33 seconds last week. He won by just seven seconds. Oh, that's thinnest of margin in the Hungarian Grand Prix, but 7.834, just a smidge under eight. Uh, the week before that was a, uh, a thin one. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm telling you right now, he's going to win by a ton. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna double up on on this when we get over to the the race side of things. This one obviously is in the sprint, but you, you're telling me that that you're gonna give Max only eight seconds that he has to put up, even in a short race. Like that's plenty of time for Max. He's gonna get it done, even though it is short. Obviously, long laps. He's got plenty of time to put the competition behind him. We know he's good at it. So to that point, I'm gonna take him. Okay, so <laughs> Caesars has this one posted as as the winning margin i don't know why i put max on there i guess i just assumed max this is just winning margin in general uh so caesars has it posted as an over of minus 125 in an under of something but there's not an actual number next to it no i i found the number so it was 12 and a half yes i put it in the sheet okay. for you okay well i wondered how the 12 and a half got there because i was like but i just looked and it's still on mine it doesn't show maybe it shows on the computer not on the app i don't know ah. but I'm glad you found it. So we'll go with that then because I saw so uh, Bet365 has over 12 at minus 175. So I figured it was probably in the 12 range. So so 12.5 makes sense. Uh, so we're going to go with that as the official play. Winning margin over 12.5 minus 125 on Caesars. Um, again, 33 seconds last week, right? Uh, it was only like three seconds of the British Grand Prix, whatever. Uh, there was late, late wreck there. Um, Austria was only five seconds, but I believe that was the race where he had like a 7,000 second lead and pitted to get the, uh, to get the fastest lap. Um, but you go back to some of these races earlier this season, 24 seconds at Spain, 27 seconds at Monaco last year in this race, 17.8 seconds over Checo. Again, like you mentioned, a home race for Max. This is the time for him to, to go and show off front of family. He's going to have family there. He's going to have friends there. It's the whole thing. He likes to do it just because he can, and if he's going to do it, let's take it. This does also cover if it is someone else. If che you know something happens to Max and Checo runs away with this, it's not Max winning margin, right? It's just the winning margin over 12 and a half seconds. Uh, so I think minus 125 is a good price, uh, and that's I think the, the number has been a little bigger as far as only 12.5. Well, hold on, let me let me the, update. It's 15 and a half. So I don't know if I screwed up in putting in the doc or if it changed, no, but 15 and a half. But that's three more. Uh, that's only three seconds. It's only three seconds. I'm, he's going to win by 12. He's going to win by 15. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. So we'll over do, 15 we'll do and it a half. 15 and a half. I said I didn't really care what the number was. I was going to take it anyway. You did so. it. Yeah. That's <laughs> over, over 15 and a half. Give it to me. I, I really just think that, that it's going to be another max blowout, right? And if we're going to have that, we might as well have money on it. And this is an easier way than just taking him to win at, at minus 333 or whatever he is. So. Uh, max winning or just winning margin rather <laughs> assuming it's max uh, over 15 and a half minus 125 on Caesars I concur um, all right I'm going to be a little ballsy and listen if you want I'll tell you right now that there is a race leaders bet uh, the number of race leaders on bet 365 okay you can do this a couple of different ways if you want I am going to say, because they're both at plus 200. Both sides of this are at plus 200, right? So there's a race leader of equals one, 
which obviously we know that Max Verstappen leads just about every lap. In fact, he leads every lap in most of the races that he's winning, right? But there is that possibility that in a pit stop, he doesn't get out to a huge lead before he has to change tires for the first time. And he does come out behind somebody or somebody tries the overcut or something happens to where he loses the lead for one lap. The same odds are for two drivers, two race leaders at plus 200. So you could break up a half unit and put a quarter unit on each and, and be happy that you've doubled up on one of them. Or you could just roll the dice and put, a, put whatever you want on just the race leaders two or the race leader one. I'm just telling you right now that both of them out there are at plus 200. I lean more toward the two. Actually, last year there were two. There were actually more than two leaders. There were three leaders in this one. Sergio Perez caught a lap lead. Sainz had 12, and Verstappen had 31. But in this in this season, there has not been like a ton of different lap leaders. So I'm not I'm not saying there's that much parity. There's either going to be one or there's going to be two. There's not going to be three. I don't care what the yeah. track record is on this before. <laughs> no, that's uh, no. yeah. So <laughs> three would be a pretty crazy weekend. Three would be point. listen. If, yeah, if there were three different race leaders in this, I want all the popcorn for that. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a hell of a race we got going on. Something happened to Max, and and things are going crazy. <laughs> yeah. So for one and two, one and two are the same price. So however you want in your mind to to divvy that up or don't divvy that up. If you want to put it all on just max to win and lead every lap or whoever's up front to lead every lap, that's plus 200. The the same can be said for two race leaders at plus 200. It's up to you. It, whatever you want it to to do, that's good. And then I'm going to throw in just as a added reminder, Red Bull fastest pit stop minus 138 on uh bet 365. It's an almost an auto bet this year this year, but I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to take it again, take it again. Still, still giving you a good price on it. I do like the the race leaders with two, especially if Max doesn't qualify the fastest. Right, he'll likely work his way up there and take the lead. But somebody else maybe leads that first lap before he catches them. Um, and and then obviously the pit strategy and all that type of stuff where somebody else could could snag a lap led in there. So I do like it. Beautiful. Uh, all right. Well, we have got winners to break down for you. But let's introduce you to one of our favorite shows on the network, and we'll come back and give you some race winners. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues... And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold had a friend the other day send me a picture or send me and a bunch of people and i'm, I'm pulling it up right now because i want to make sure i get the red breast irish whiskey uh single pot still sent a picture and it's got three bottles in it of uh let's see irish whiskey there's uh I don't know, all kinds of different uh, brands in there. Uh, and, and he's like, any takers? And I was like, uh, yes, please. So I'm going to be drinking some old fashions while listening to the old fashioned fantasy football podcast in honor of Justin and Miranda. There you go. I uh, Like I mentioned uh, before, I got to see them when I was over in, in Iowa at the race. Took them some two bar 
uh, whiskey, which is one that that we sell at my distributor that I work for here in in Lincoln. So uh, I think I got, I think I might have got them hooked up to get to get him on the the podcast as well. So that'll be pretty cool to see them, uh, you know, drinking and talking about one of the one of the brands that I get to sell. So uh, pretty sweet. Love it, love it. I know, man. This world is so small, and it's so it gets smaller. <laughs> I know. That's day. what I was telling Justin. I was like, crazy. It's crazy how like worlds intercollide, right? I mean, it's two different jobs that I have that aren't really related in any way, but yet they can cross over and interloop in this way. And, and, you know, they're, they live not that far from me, really. It's only a few hours away. Worked out that I was right there. I wish you lived closer and not, you know, all the way out of nowhere, but uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, California is nowhere. I, I love so, that. Well, when I'm this far away from you, it is. <laughs> this is true. Uh, all right. Speaking of this far I'm away. I'm centrally located in the middle of the country, Rod. You're that's way true. over on one side hiding in the corner there. <laughs> I, You know what? And you're absolutely right. I am. And right in the middle of my state, too. Not even. Uh, not yeah, even. See, yeah. Is, right. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Here we go. Yes. Final bets. Final bets. All right. Uh, again, build around max and do it that's the way to do it get it at a good number fastest qualifier it sounds to me like qualifying is back to normal this week i don't think they're doing the tire thing that was obviously i think the main reason he didn't win qualifying last week it's going to go back you know how max is you know how good he is at these q3s it just hitting the right number he needs to hit right the last second he's gonna be the fastest qualifier he's gonna get the fastest lap whether it's during the race because he feels like it whether he pits at the end for tires to to lay down the fastest lap he's gonna get that and he's going to win the race plus 160 over on bet 365. That's the way that I'm going to go. And then I was going to take uh, George Russell, actually, to be the uh, next best. You know, they, they offer next best finisher to, to Max, right? Or race winner without Max at plus 850. But then I saw bet 365 offer or no Caesars rather. Actually, I think this is on bet 365. I'll have to double check. But uh, yeah, bet 365 offering a top two finish. And I figured that that would be even better because if something happens to Max, right, and a Checo ends up winning or a Lewis wins or even a George wins, it would count, but still allows George to finish second and cash the bet. So at plus 800, I think that's the way to go. So top two finish for George Russell, plus 800. Um, He has been uh, up and down this year, right? It's been uh, sixth place last week, fifth, seventh. Um, he's got three top five finishes this year. It hasn't been as good of a season as last year, but we're starting to see a little bit of a, a step up from Mercedes. Uh, Lewis, Lewis was really fast last week. The McLarens obviously have been faster. Um, and last year in this race, George finished in fourth place. 2021, he was second. Again, that was rain-shortened by, <laughs> as in they didn't really run the race. But he qualified second to start up front, which is what you're looking for if you're looking for a top two finish from a guy like George. So he's the guy that I'm going to be on this week as my not max play. Um, and really, you could hit both of these, right? Max could do all of those things and win the race. George could finish second. You cash both of these. So give me George Russell, top two finish, plus 800 over on bet 365. I am taking a page out of Cody's book. I have the entire block filled. <laughs> I- <laughs> You got to pay attention for this one because I can't, I can't, I haven't even been, had the chance. I haven't had enough time between when you're talking to read everything that's written. There's a short article written in the next block on the, on the show sheet for Rod. So I'm going to sit back and enjoy this one. You know how many times that we say to you that the books don't give you anything? Well, I got to tell you, I am very thrilled with what I've been getting lately, especially out of bet 365. They have been getting very creative with their bets and 
this has been fantastic. And then BetMGM also has uh, a great uh, selection of F1 bets as well. So, huh, I begin. Let me crack my knuckles here. Uh, Bet365 has a great Perez boost to win, and that's 14 to 1. No other team other than Red Bull has won a race this season. It's been Max Verstappen. It's been Perez, right? And Perez has been slowly climbing back into the conversation after sort of being the weak link of the, well, I mean, I say weak link. There's not, you know, it's a weak link of the Red Bull team. Uh, but he has been slowly climbing back into the conversation. And again, but he finished third last week. So he's getting back there. He's getting back to form. I think he's finding that speed again. He's finding that confidence again. And if if Max doesn't win this race for whatever reason, I think it's Checo this week. I, I really do. I think he's going to get back into the into the mix. And the fact that he's 14 to 1, boosted from around 11 to 1 in some places. Uh, but I, I like the boost. I'm going to take the boost. 14 to 1 for another Red Bull to, to win when only Red Bull has won this season. I think that's great value. Just take that by itself on Bet365. Then Bet MGM said, screw this. We're going to go max to win by 10 seconds set and set the fastest lap in the race. Going to get plus 175 for that. We already know that Max is like minus three something to win in places. Maybe not even, he won't even stay there by the time the race starts. Probably be minus four. By the time it gets there. So if you're going to get plus money for Max to win, we already said that he's going to end up winning by at least 15 seconds, uh, 16 seconds even. So that's more than 10 seconds. We already think he's going to set the fastest lap. So all he's got to do is do those two things, right? And that's something he's done several weeks over. Uh, and you're going to get plus 175 for that to happen. Hey, listen, if it's not minus money, you probably should jump on it for Max. And then this one is the, the mother of all mothers, right? <laughs> Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers said, you know what? Screw this. Max is going to take the entire weekend and just ring the field with it, right? So the following legs of this parlay equal plus 350 on Bet Rivers. It is two win FP1, which we know means set the fastest time in free practice, two win qualifying, two win the sprint shootout, and two win the sprint race. You get 350 plus 350 on Bet Rivers for all of that to happen. It's like an eight leg parlay for plus 350, but it's so, it should happen. Like, that's what's crazy. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, we know, and we know that every single one of these legs can and have hit in the past. So, really, this is not, I mean, at plus 350, yeah, it seems like a very, it should, this should be like a, uh, 900 to 10 to 1 parlay, right? But it's Max Verstappen. This this stuff could happen. Books don't want to lose their ass if people jump on this at 14 to 1, 15 to 1, right? So they're going to be a little more conservative and give you plus 350 with it. But hell, man, plus 350 is still a hit if he does all that. And then next time that clown says, well, I don't watch F1 because Max Verstappen just wins by 33 seconds every week. Well, cash you from say, it. <laughs> I just hit a plus 350 bet on Max Verstappen this past weekend. It sucks for you. Yeah. Don't watch F1. That's fine. I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah. Keep those bets for me to cash it. Yeah. You could just, you know, whatever. Kick so, rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. But no, I, that's a lot going on there, but I like all of it. I, I, yeah, I have no arguments. Again, lean into Max and you've got to get creative. But if you lean into it, he does a lot of these things. There's multiple ways you can cash plus money bets. There's other things we throughout the field that we can bet on, as we talked about. You can bet the leaders. You can bet the pit stops. You can bet the sprints. You can bet the, the qualifying. You can bet the points finishes. You can bet all over the place, winning margins, all these fun ways to bet F1. 
I'm excited. It's going to be a good week. I'm going to be sad after this race because, again, it'll be a month off. We will have plenty of IndyCar races the next couple of weeks, though, and uh, assuming they give us odds in, in enough time, we'll be cranking out episodes for those and had a lot of success over there as well. So going to continue that uh, that hot streak riding through the summer here of, of motorsports betting, but uh, I'm excited for this race, and uh, it should be a good one. And, and again, if you don't like watching Max win by 33 seconds, you place these bets, and then you do like watching Max win by 33 seconds, and then you're rooting for Russell to get to second, and then you're rooting for that fastest pit stop, and all these other things throughout the thing makes these races so much more exciting, allows you to enjoy all of the races within the race. I love betting on F1. I love watching F1 because of the fact that people are betting on F1. So, uh, all right. Get out your pen and paper. We are going to go over our bets for the Belgian Grand Prix. Cody started you off with a Ferrari double points finish in the race, in the race proper, at minus 136 over on bet 365. I said Ferrari would have a double points finish in the sprint race at plus 225 on bet 365. Cody said that Danny Rick was going to have a points finish in the race at plus 400 on bet 365. I said that whoever was going to win the sprint race, <laughs> Max Verstappen, is going to win by over eight seconds at plus 175 on bet 365. Cody said the winning margin was going to be over 15 and a half, and he'd probably take that up to a year uh, at minus 125 over on Caesars. I said that you can do a couple of different things. You can either take the race leader as just one race leader at plus 200 or take it at two race leaders like I'm going to at plus 200 uh, or split it up, do whatever you want, but both are the same at plus 200, one liter or two liter. It's up to you. Uh, and then, of course, I threw in the fastest pit stop is Red Bull at minus 138 over on bet 365. Cody said that Max was going to set the fastest qualifying, the fastest lap and win the race at plus 160 at bet 365. And then George to have a top two finish, which is fantastic odds, by the way, plus 800 at 365. And then I wrote a novel in which Perez was boosted to plus 1400 at bet 365. Max to win by 10 seconds and set the fastest lap at plus 175 on bet MGM. And if you really want to get silly with it, Max to win free practice one, Max to win qualifying, Max to win the sprint shootout, Max to win the sprint, and Max to win the race, all at Bet350. That's at Bet Rivers. So have fun there. I'm proud of you. You made it all the way through all of that. <laughs> oh, my God. But listen, I mean, you know, again, if we're going to have something to cheer for, we might as well have something to cheer for. Hey, you, if you want Max let's, to win, let's have fun. win it all at That's three right. and a half to one. Oh, and if, if he's going to win, let's make money on it, right? Right. Why not? So. Beautiful stuff. Uh, all right, Cody. Well, it's left is to turn everybody loose to actually start getting ready for qualifying, which, as we said, is going to happen on Friday, early Friday morning, especially for those of us on the East Coast. And then that's it. That's just the one practice. Then we go to the sprint shootout, then the sprint, then the race. So, oh, and qualifying somewhere in between there. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all mixed in there. It's all mixed in. But there. no, give me a fun weekend. Yeah, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at F1 Gambling Pod. You can go back and see I posted a bunch of stuff on there from my time at uh, Iowa Speedway this last weekend with the IndyCar. Go back and check out the episode from earlier this week. Recapping IndyCar, uh, placing some bets on the SRX series, which is going to be taking place Thursday night. So make sure you get that in and, and get those bets placed. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then, yeah, check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast this week as well. Lots of action over there. All three series in action. Getting to crunch time, creeping up on the playoffs. It's going to be the final truck race before the playoffs this week. The other series are, are counting down as well. So packed week, 
Got a bunch of NFL content coming out. We are Richard Petty, number of days away from the start of the NFL season, Rod. Uh, all racing fans, of course, should know that's 43. Uh, and so, yeah, man, I'm excited. A lot going on. A lot of fun stuff. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter as well, at Husker underscore Zeeb. I'm sorry. Follow me on X, at Husker underscore Zeeb. I got to get used to saying that apparently now. <laughs> Whatever. I think the old school people don't care what you call it. So, uh, yes. <laughs> I am on X, at RJ Gomez, You can find me there. I'll have a link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, the back road. I know. I am on X. I am on X. So great. I love it. I, that's <laughs> why I'm going to continue to say it the way I say it. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. <laughs> you can find everything I got going on. I'll be on the uh, back road with uh, Elliot while uh, Seth is on location. So check that out. And then, of course, my show on For Frequency Sake, Fast Money. Check that out as well. And if you fancy yourself a little bit of soccer action, got some links on there for you there too. All right. We'll be back to break down this Belgian Grand Prix next week and uh, talk IndyCar uh, for the next couple of weeks. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride.